This podcast is not suitable for work. If you're under the age of 18, kindly and with all due respect, get the fuck out. I mean it. Go on. Bye-bye. Mm-mm. See you later. This isn't for you. Nope. Mm-mm. America has a strange relationship with sex. We're obsessed with it, but it terrifies us. We censor it because it's constantly being shoved down our throats. But our dirty little secret is we like things shoved down our throats, especially when we're in bondage or we're wearing leather or being slapped around a little bit. And, oh, <clears throat> I'm Sunny Megatron. Join Ken Melvoinberg and I as we explore, dissect, and demystify American sex. Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness, American Sex, with Ken Melvoin Berg and Sonny Megatron. Fuck my life, okay. fuck my life, fuck, fuck, fuck my life. How's that for levels? Is that good? Jingle all the way. <laughs> <laughs> bah fucking humbug. War on Christmas, in support of. Ken. What? Welcome to the 21st episode of American Sex Podcast with Sonny Megatron and Ken Melvoin Berg. Our guest is a dominatrix that was a molecular biologist and she tells us a story of a dirty banana. <laughs> I'm not singing. I know, humbug. Not, I know you're not singing. Okay. So to those who celebrate, which is not Ken. Not Merry Christmas to you, Bah Humbug. Go fuck yourself. Scrooge, Scrooge Albermeister. What's his name? Ebenezer. I, I, Ebenezer. I, 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 wish, <laughs> I wish that you could see the daggers I was glaring at Sonny as she was Ebenezer fucking at the name Scrooge. of Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> I just beat him up. Okay, so for those who celebrate, not Ken, Merry Christmas. And, it's and how many is this weeks that you've peed in your pants? 21, 21 weeks? weeks. <laughs> 21 weeks I peed in my pants. Five golden peas. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Merry Christmas. If you're listening to this on release date, it is Christmas Day. And you might be sitting around the Christmas tree with your brand new Alexa, which you can tell. Or you might be in bed being a ho, ho, ho. You might. You might. But you can tell your brand new Alexa. You can say, hey, A-L-E-X-A, because I don't want to say it. No, they can't, because Amazon fucking ran out of Alexas. So they're not getting Alexas for Christmas. You know, if their gift giver shopped early, you can just say, hey, A-L-E-X-A. Play American Sex Podcast, and it will. So do that. Anyway, bah, ooh, our guest this week is completely- Snow Mercy. Awesome. You fucking ruined it, Ken. I was leading <laughs> up to a fucking <laughs> joke. I was leading up to like, oh, the snow on Christmas and da da da. Okay, just pretend. Okay, go ahead. So she tells a good story, <laughs> but it's really dirty, and Ken fucking ruined it. And it's dirty. So if you're sitting around the Christmas tree with your kids, you might want to rethink that right now. And she's the perfect guest this week because why, Ken? Like you didn't ruin the punchline? Because <laughs> it's Christmas and we get snow on Christmas? Yeah, because no matter what climate our listeners are in, they're all getting a little snow on Christmas because oh. our guest is Mistress Snow Mercy. No. Am I supposed to be reading something? No, it's my turn because you <laughs> fucked it all up. You I, haven't been, anyway. I haven't been reading this at all. Am I even close? listeners did you know most of our guests shut the fuck up ken (laughs) i love you i mean i love you did you know most of our guests record bonus stories for us now it's your turn 
We have a collection of quickie stories about something funny, embarrassing, beautifully heartfelt, or completely disastrous that happened during sexy time. You can listen to these stories on our Patreon page, and the best part is that many of these stories are available to anyone who visits our page, not just paying subscribers. What did I do wrong? You're giving me an eye. I, you said last time when I was like, you're supposed to read that naturally. You're like, put a note. And I haven't kept natural voices. Put some of this in your own words so we sound natural. I was being natural. Okay. Well, you're in kind of a bad mood. So yeah, like, I'm in a foul mood. Okay. Fuck Christmas. All right. Okay. So, yes. Head on over to patreon.com slash American Sex. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. And if you're listening, hey, wait, if you're listening to this on Christmas and you see your least favorite relative or somebody that makes you feel like shit, just say into your mind and look at them and just think, go fuck yourself. Grandma or aunt or mom or uncle or whoever that person is, just think to yourself, go fuck yourself. You don't have to say it out loud, but anybody that makes you feel miserable on Christmas Make them, just tell them, go fuck yourself in your head. You know what you can also do? Imagine like putting your fingers into the um, green bean casserole and just picking up a lump of it and throwing it across the table. And still thinking, go fuck, go yourself. fuck yourself. Yeah. Anyway, patreon.com. So go follow our page there. <laughs> patreon.com slash American Sex. Because we post our stories there and a lot of our stories are available for free for anyone who just stumbles upon our page. You don't have to pay anything. So we're posting Snow Mercy. Hopefully it'll be posted by the time you're listening to the Snow Mercy story. And last week we had a hilarious story from Wendy Williams featuring Buck Angel. And if you become a Patreon supporter, you get even more perks. And Ken, do you know what I'm going to start doing? You are going to start handing out random rewards to people that are on our Patreon. Oh, my God. How did you know that, Ken? Because I remembered our conversation from earlier. I don't even know where we are in the script. That's but exactly I, where did we I are. Answer the yes, right? yes. 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 <laughs> One for 12. I'm doing good. No, seriously. I decided in 2018, I am just going to randomly pick a subscriber on Patreon each month to send a gift to. It's going to be something for my prize closet. It could be sex toys or like, it's going to be sex toys because that's what's in my prize closet. Like you're not going to get anything else but sex toys. But I grabbed something out of my closet this month. It's the Red Room Kit by Scandal and it has bondage tape, a tickly feather, some Kegel balls. It's kind of cool. So all of our January supporters that get billed for their Patreon support on February 1st, you could be eligible to be one of my eeny, meeny, miny, mo randoms. And you know what? Maybe I'll send more than one. I don't know. We'll see how I feel. I think that's pretty generous, though. And we're going to be giving more and more and more. So for all three of our Patreon supporters, no, thank you. There's seven now. I, I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you just blew the sarcasm <laughs> by actually telling the real actual lame number instead of the three I was pretending that we had. Okay. And now you're doing the seven that we actually have. Okay. All right. Are you listening to this week's episode while you're out of town, away from the hustle and bustle of the holidays? Is it just you and your special someone? Are you getting your private freak on in your own kink b&b getaway no well why aren't you kink b&b is a great service kind of like airbnb but for sex and kink friendly spaces kink b&b is a subscription-based community designed to connect owners of kinky spaces with people that want to play in them all around the world. They have 475 approved properties in over 250 cities to choose from. And on Kink B&B, you can find anything from a fully equipped dungeon space to a sex-friendly location, perfect for orgies or swinging. Rent spaces in your own city for a spicy evening out or in another town as your vacation rental. And did you hear? 
Kink B&B is adding to its services. Yep, they're expanding their directory to include additional services available to complement your travel experience. So if you'd like to post a service listing ad, you can do it for free. Just go to kinkbnb.com slash services slash ads. Now, that's their beta URL. The service will be fully launched on January 1st, but hey, you can get in on it early. Remember, kinkbnb.com is always adding new guests and spaces to their library. If you have a play space, listing with kinkbnb is a great way to let people know about it and to make a little extra money too. And it's always free to list a space with Kink BNB. To check it out, go to kinkbnb.com. If you become a subscriber, you can get 50% off. That's correct, 5-0 off your first six months by using the code SUNNY, that's S-U-N-N-Y, in the coupon field at kinkbnb.com. That's kink, the letter B, the letter N, the letter B, dot com. <coughs> Oh, come all ye listeners and enter our sex toy giveaway. Every month we give you sex toys just for listening. Come and behold the Lalo Sona luxury vibrator. <laughs> you'll come and you'll adore it. It's provided by Castle Megastore. Nothing rhymes with it. You'll come and you'll adore it. And so will your clit. The Lalo Sona provided by Castle Megastore. Ah. Yes. Each month <laughs> on an American Sex Podcast, we give away sex toys and accessories to our listeners. You get free sex toys just for listening as Sunny Christmas Carol for Christmas Carol. You can tell I wrote her. this because it's my English. Oh my God. I just want to <laughs> slice my own head off. <laughs> I did. I Christmas caroled it. I Christmas caroled the information. It's a word. As Sunny sung to us, for December, we've teamed up with Castle Megastore to give away a Lalo Sona. <laughs> to enter, go to SunnyMegatron.com slash Sona, S-O-N-A. And entry is easy. You just follow the contest, which it'll be like, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, yada, yada, answer question, and boom. So if you haven't heard, I am honestly a huge fan of this toy. So again, SunnyMegatron.com slash Sona to enter to win. We'll draw the winner on Facebook Live the evening of January 2nd. Oh, wait. Tell them about the other special thing. Oh, yes. I have to give, even though our next giveaway isn't launching until January 1st, I have to tell you about it because I'm so excited. Castle Megastore has provided a 24 carat gold Crave Vesper necklace as our January prize. So that's the one that looks like a, a pretty little necklace, but it's actually a super powerful bullet vibrator you wear around your neck with nobody knowing. So make sure you listen to the next episode for details on that giveaway. And so what else do we have to tell the listeners, Ken? Well, if you have a sex question you'd like answered, leave us a voicemail at 773-683-3869, which also spells 773-MUFFTOY. If your question (laughs) is selected, we'll play your message on air and then give our expert advice. So there's one thing I want to bring up really quick before we get to our interview that is super disappointing, but unfortunately not unexpected. So if you follow me on social media, you've seen that I've been pretty vocal about the financial challenges that sex educators face. And 
because we deal in sex, no matter that it's, you know, in an educational sense, it's not porn. We're not flashing our tits or what. Not that that's a problem, but that's a whole other can of worms that, you know, you can't get show your nipples anywhere. But we can't do things like take out business loans or sometimes we get our business bank account shut down. We get our PayPal account shut down and the money seized. We can't advertise our businesses on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, where in this day and age, if you've got your own small business, it's essential that you advertise in those places. So long story short, there's a ton of businesses and institutions that refuse to work with sexuality educators just because like, oh my God, sex, it's so dirty. And it doesn't matter if there's no nudity, nothing salacious. We purely have adult conversations about sex and sexuality, but nope, it's too dirty. So we've been talking more and more about this as of late. And I started the hashtag, hashtag pay for sex ad on social media. So go look for it. So the latest is Remember how we had the Amazon link where we set it up? If you bought something from Amazon, a percentage of your sale would go to support the show. So I get this email last night. We noticed that your website contains graphic sexual images and or sexually graphic banner advertisements. It doesn't, but that's a whole nother story. Associates are not allowed to display these types of images or banners as we cannot accept websites that promote or contain sexually explicit or obscene materials. We're unable to approve your application and have closed the account under which you had been temporarily approved and that approval has now ended. So listeners, the affiliate money that we had accumulated from your purchases is now gone. So is our affiliate account. And the kicker is there is no nudity or sexuality or anything on our website that they were saying. There's the word sex. Yes. It says American Sex Podcast. And that's why we're being penalized because the word sex is in the title of the podcast. Mm -hmm. So again, I'm disappointed, but not surprised because this is a pattern I see all over the place. It is hard to have a business dedicated to sex ed. Despite our happy smiles that we have, a lot of us are struggling. So this is your call to action, listeners. Please support your favorite sex educators in any way you can. And that doesn't have to be us. If it's us, great. If it's another educator, great. What you can do, use their paid services if you had a, have a need for them, contribute to their Patreon pages, shop with their affiliates and sponsors. And if you can't afford that, it's okay. It's not just money because we can't advertise. Your word of mouth is like our advertising. So retell our social media posts, tell your friends, leave us reviews and ratings on iTunes. We absolutely desperately need comprehensive pleasure-based sex ed in this country. And not only does the government stop us at every turn, so does the big businesses that we rely on to grow our little businesses. So search for the pay for sex ed hashtag to see the conversation that's been going around on this and a little message for Amazon. <clears throat> go to hell, go to hell, go fuck yourself. I really like you. I buy lots of things from you. But this time you really disappointed me. Hey, no. <laughs> well, I was just thinking when I was taking a look at the hashtag pay for sex ed without the capital letters in there, it looks like pay for sexed. Well, put the capitals in there. <laughs> or, you know, pay for sex because, you know, sex workers need to get paid too. Yep. Um, so this week's interview was actually one of my very favorites. It's one of our best friends, Mistress Snow Mercy, who's both incredibly intelligent and incredibly insightful. She's also just a ton of fun and a blast to talk to. And without further ado, let's have some snow. Snow Mercy is a BDSM professional based in Los Angeles. After 12 successful years on staff at the Dominion, a BDSM house in West LA, Miss Mercy opened her own private studio called Mercy Studio LA. Always on the go, Miss Mercy is a guest dom at Pandora's Bar... Ba 
Pandora's barks. <laughs> do, you work, do you work at like a grooming? <laughs> this is why well, we edit shit out. I mean, out. there is Although, some dog training sometimes. There They're is. puppy play. That, puppy oh my play. god, that would be awesome. But Pandora's box, if they did Pandora's there barks. barks. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm just going to keep going. As a puppy play party. Yeah, just so one of going. our things is I always fuck up the intro and we just keep, keep going. Rolling. So, so all right. Our listeners are going to, they're going to be looking for Pandora's barks. Barks. Well, actually, actually, Pandora's box is, is next door to a veterinarian clinic. <gasps> oh, my yes, God. It is. And that's like a no brainer. This it is so. like we're building a scene right here. <laughs> so puppies in New York go to Pandora's Barks. Barks. <laughs> oh, Pandora's Box and the Parthenon both in New York City. And at Chicago Dungeon Rentals and the studio here in Chicago as well. Miss Murky Free. Miss Murky. Oh my gosh. No, Murky. That's a really goth counterpart. I, you know, someone had come to me one time, like Snow Murphy was like, Snow Murphy would be my thing. Oh my God. I just need my pants a little. We need to do like a TV show mashup. Snow Murphy Brown. Yes. Oh, oh God. this is so being left in. Okay, keep okay. going. Okay, woo, let's go. Ms. Mercy, not murky. <laughs> Why don't you finish? Cause I, I'm laughing so much. Ken, will you will you be my caboose? What? Oh. Be my caboose. Huh? Take it up. Take, take, <laughs> take up it up the, the ass. ass? What? <laughs> finish for me. Okay. Oh. Okay. All right. No, we're professionals, really. Miss Mercy frequently stars in spanking videos. She's an award-winning foot fetish model and has taught BDSM classes at Stockholm University, Kink, Kinky University, I can't talk either today, and the Folsom Street Fair, as well as DomCon. She is also known as the PH Deviant because Ooh. of a former career choice. And we're <laughs> going to be talking about that in just a little bit. Okay. Snow, you are our pal, our longtime buddy. Um, mm-hmm. Welcome to our show. And by the way, you literally are the first person that we thought of about Aww. having on the show. We wanted to wait for a special time of year. And what's better than having snow on Christmas? Oh, my goodness. Snow on Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad to be on your show. I'm, you know, I'm always happy to support whatever you're, you both are doing so this is very very exciting yay really happy to be here yeah thank you thank you so there's so many things to talk to you about but i think oh god my nose is running and i'm still crying from the <laughs> intro from laughing but i think this is kind of the this tells me what we need to start with is the funny uh, stuff because you and i and ken and i know you all over the place do clowning yes. so that's where i want to start Let's start so with clown sex. i know clown sex is a theme that comes up here and there in our podcast but i don't know if we've ever really dove into it so snow mm-hmm. why do you like clown play why do and i like clown it? play yeah you know I, I i think i was thinking about this before you know before we started the podcast and what is exactly about clown play and it's kind of you know it's goofy it's taboo it's you know it's a it's a role play i get to be somebody else and be Silly, because normally in my day-to-day life, I'm a little more reserved and quiet, more introverted. And so when I'm a clown, I get to be, you know, much more gregarious and silly. And it's just, um, you know, it's just a different personality I get to take on. And people let clowns get away with a lot more than they let people who aren't clowning. And mm-hmm. I don't know, do you find that? And then, um, you know, I love all the, you know, the accessories, the balloons and the the squeaky toys and the just the know, rubber throwing. chickens, man. The rubber, rubber chickens. chickens are my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like throwing, you know, you can throw food. You can just pretty much get away with so much more 
than just like being a normal person. And do you find yourself when you're a clown? Because you are. You Mm -hmm. give off. Now, listeners, if you haven't seen a picture of Snow Mercy, go to our show notes. Our snow notes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's what they are today. So the snow notes for the show notes. (laughs) Um, And you are. You are, first of all, gorgeous, but very serious, very Uh stern. I very much, when I I picture an image of you, I either picture you in latex because you have Mm -hmm. beautiful latex. You're always in, you know, another great gown or outfit. Or I picture you as the strict, like, pencil skirt, almost like the the school uh, mm-hmm. mistress that's serious. And, I, you know, I'm in trouble and I'm going to get slapped with a yardstick. So you do give off that very commanding, serious presence. Mm-hmm. So do you find that when you're a clown that you're just... Like goofy as all get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's and it's totally true. I mean, that's just how I am. I'm just much more, you know, like a strict presence. You know, very intimidating. You know, I can't help it. I just, you know, I'm I'm very tall and five eleven. I just have like this very um, severe kind of look to me, and so when I'm a clown, people like just you know people when I'm just in my normal clothes or, <laughs> you know, normal for me, but you know, if I'm wearing latex, if I'm wearing, you know, like a business suit, people tend to be a little bit more intimidated by me. But when I'm dressed as a clown, I find people really let down their guard and they just like are able to feel silly around me and they'll mm-hmm. just kind of like, you know, be more playful and it allows me then some space to be playful back. Did you find that when you started clowning that some of that lighthearted, lightheartedness or joking, you know, attitude came back into your more serious play? Did it change other parts of you or your play? Oh, that's interesting. Did it change other parts? You know, I'm not sure. Um, I think, you know, people have a different opinion of me after they've been around me clowning they're just like you know oh we thought you were always so serious and so you know you know <laughs> such a hard ass and like whoa you're actually really fun and silly and so I think it's had a good effect where it allows people to just be a little more open to me and um they're not so scared of me <laughs> except <laughs> if they are scared of clowns then they're just like please don't dress like a clown around me snow because I'm terrified of clowns but is it really an asset to have people not so scared of you I'm sure there's some people you want to continue to always be scared of you right <laughs> well I mean you gotta have like you know the dark and the light right to be able to compare the two oh. so you know if they've seen me at my silly if they see me be silly and be lighthearted and just be like a you know, a jokester, then when I'm serious, it's like, oh, no, <laughs> he's like, really laying down the law. Ooh. So no, it's, it's good. It's good. I mean, some people never see that clown, my, you know, my clowny persona. So, you know, it's, it's good. <laughs> I enjoy it. What, what's the most perverted fucked up thing you've done as a clown? <laughs> what's the most perverted fucked up thing? Oh, God. Um, I mean, you were probably there. <laughs> you were probably um, um, what would be the, I mean, I, oh, I know, I know, I know. Oh my gosh. I don't think I've ever been able to tell this story and had it recorded. So I think the most fucked up, do we have some time? I'll tell you the story. Oh yeah. yeah. For, for, and, for and whatever this is, this not, is yes. Yeah, hey, no, this, this might is, end up being a double episode. Yeah. <laughs> tell us the story. Uh, no, I think the most fucked up thing, and it's actually, um, it includes a friend that you and, you know, we all know, uh, my friend, Nikki Rouge. Oh and, yeah. And, um, and Nikki Rouge is um, also um, a fellow dominatrix. I met her at the Dominion and we've been good friends for like 10 years and we've done a lot together. And we were 
um, we were at this event called Kink in the Caribbean in Jamaica. And have you heard this story before? Did you no. hear about no. this story? No, I thought Kink this was going to be about ping pong balls no, at the no, Hard that's Rock. Also good. That's another good one, too. It involves Nikki Rouge, but I think this one might be even better. And I'll no, let the we have not heard this decide. story. Um, but yeah, so we were at Hedonism, which is this resort in Jamaica where it's a swingers resort. And so it's, you know, you know, adults and there's, you know, people swinging and people are naked. And so they have, um, and it's organized. So there's, there's shows. So, um, we were there to do, um, some performances, some BDSM performances. And so one night was like circus night. So that's whatever the resort has their themes. And it was like circus night or carnival night or something along those lines. And so we're like, we're going to dress up as clowns and do this, you know, <laughs> clown show. This is going to be amazing. And so um, Nikki really wanted to do a banana show. And she said, um, there's like this, um, I guess in Amsterdam, there's like a banana bar or some kind of place where the ladies, they, um, they masturbate with a, with a banana. Okay. I've seen that show before. Oh, you have? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm Dutch. I've actually been to Amsterdam like 19 times. And do you, know, like, you know what's in my head right now? I haven't seen the show, but you know the um, uh, bananas and pajamas? My head's going, bananas in vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. so, yeah. So, we were like, okay, we're going to do this show. It's going to be amazing. You know, we're going to dress up like clowns. And I had... Um, one of my submissives at the time had flown me out. And so he was going to be in the show as an elephant. Like I had these elephant and an elephant mask for him. And, and so the, the guy in charge of our, of our group. So it was, um, you know, kink in the Caribbean is a bunch of kinksters that get together and they go to hedonism. So it's a mixture of just like swingers. And then it was the BDSM crowd, our group. Mm-hmm. And so the guy in charge of our group, you know, we told him our, you know, what we're going to do. And he's like, oh, hell no, you cannot do penetration on stage. You can't do that. And we're, and we're like, well, you know, there's people running around naked having sex everywhere. We can't like do penetration, like at the sex resort. Like, like, this doesn't make any sense. Right. And so we're like, okay, fine, fine. We won't do it on stage. Right. We won't do it on stage. So we decided we found a loophole. We're like, well, we're not going to do the show on stage. Instead, we're going to do the show on a dinner table because the dinner <laughs> table is not the stage, right? Okay, so, so we're all excited. We figured it out. We're like, yes, we got this. We got this. We got this. And so it's easy to get a banana in Jamaica. They're everywhere. And so we, um, we set up a table right next to the stage, which we were going to do the show. We're dressed as clowns. And all of a sudden, like a bunch of people like sit at the table. And we're just like, oh, God, what, what are we going to do now? You know, what are we going to do? And so we're like, well, the show must go on. So um, <laughs> I, I, um, and it's a long story, but I'm just trying to set the stage. Okay. And so, um, I, you know, I, uh, we do, you know, she does, uh, we have some like circus music. We kind of like walk around the stage area. Like everyone's having dinner. This is like dinner time, right? Everyone's eating their dinner. Everyone, you know, this is a resort. We got like all these vanilla, like vanilla swinger kind of people who've never seen any kind of BDSM. And here we are dressed as clowns. And I got a guy in an elephant mask. And so Nikki then, you know, starts dancing on stage and she's got the banana and she's being very seductive with the banana. And then, um, so she starts like licking the banana and she starts fucking herself with the banana, right? And all of a sudden you can just like the whole entire 
the whole entire like dining room just like stops like you just hear like (laughs) just like this like total stop right everybody just was like oh my god what's going on and so she's like on her back right with her like pussy up in the air and her ass is to the audience and you could still you know she's like got the banana in her in her pussy I peel the banana and it's still in her pussy and I take a bite out of the banana (laughs) (laughs) I chew it up and then I spit it in her mouth, like baby bird style. And then just the whole entire <laughs> dining room is just like their jaws are dropping. And then like, I guess like some woman cried. We later found out somebody cried. And um, the person a, in charge a, of you us. You get a feather in your cat for that, by the way, for making that lady cry. Oh, no, kind of awesome. Yeah, she cried, right? And so the guy in charge was just like furious, right? Okay, so... So Nikki actually got banned from hedonism <laughs> after that. So like, you're no longer welcome here. You can never come back. But for some reason, I never got in trouble. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think that was the craziest thing I've ever done as a, as a, I mean, technically all you did was eat a banana. All I did was eat a banana. And, well, it was in, I guess because it was like hanging out of her pussy. And then spitting it down her throat, I think it was a little too much for everybody. I don't know. That sounds like a Thursday at our house. That, that seems normal. Well, yeah. you know, I also feel like that's a badge of honor for Nikki. Like she can put on her business cards, like banned, banned from, from hedonism. hedonism. <laughs> you know? oh, I would totally it, claim that shit. She should totally ride that, you know, horse. Ride that banana. Ride that banana. <laughs> And so then, um, so then like the rest of the week, this was like on a Monday, right? And like we had a whole week left. <laughs> Did so, everyone like, look at you guys like every time you walked into the dining area where they're like, there's the pussy banana, throw up baby No, it was people. called the like, dirty banana. So we started calling it the dirty, the banana. dirty banana. And they started making these drinks after her. She, you know, some people like could not look at her. Like they knew, well, they couldn't tell it was me because we're dressed as clowns, but she has these tattoos on her that you can recognize her but um so nobody knew it was me so i was able to just like walk around like you know nothing happened but like people would either not look at her or like give her high fives and they were just like for the rest of the the rest of the trip we were drinking banana drinks calling it the dirty banana so um but then she later actually we're at av one of the parties um an after party at avn and we actually ended up meeting the owner of hedonism at a oh, party no no we actually were like hanging out and he's like i own hedonism we're like oh my god she got kicked out of hedonism and so we explained the story he's like oh no it's okay you're fine now he's like no you know you're welcome back so <gasps> oh that's awesome oh my goodness avian redemption that's yes. amazing oh yes. that that's the best story so <laughs> Our listeners are like, wow, we've really set the stage. But what we didn't set the stage Uh for, which we're going to talk about after our break, is, as Ken mentioned, you are our favorite Ph. deviant. You are a wickedly smart and very well-educated person. So when we get back, we're going to talk about that. Okay. Castle Megastore. Once you see their sex toys, you'll want more. I have no idea if Castle Megastore actually has a theme song, but I really dig Castle Megastore. So that's my gift to you, Castle, your very own theme song. And you listeners get a gift too. If you go to CastleMegastore.com and use discount code SUNNY, that's S-U-N-N-Y, when you check out, you will receive 20% off your order. That's amazing! 
Ding! Castle Megastore. When you get your sex toys, you'll be on the floor because you'll be using them so much and they'll be so awesome and you'll save so much money. You'll get more than one and then you'll climax for a really long time and you'll just be passed out and you'll be like, oh my God, give me water. That was the best orgasm ever. I know you're fancy, and I know you've been eyeing some of those luxury sex toys, haven't you, you frisky little fox? Well, I also know that you enjoy a good discount, don't you, dear? You now can get 20% off your entire order, plus free shipping, at luxury sex toy retailer Lalo.com with discount code SUNNY. Yes, dear, you heard me right. 20% off anything your little heart, or, well, other parts, desire at Lelo.com using discount code S-U-N-N-Y. Yes, dear, you can thank me later. All right, everybody, and we're back with one of our besties, Miss Snow Mercy. Snow, Aww. thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> now we're going to talk. We just talked a little bit about some clown stuff and about yeah. the dirty banana. So if you, that we know what one of the hashtags is going to be for this episode, it <laughs> oh has to be God, hashtag yes. dirty banana. Listener, if you just jumped in in the middle, you got to rewind. And oh. Listen, <laughs> listen to, to the beginning, oh. and it's all so true. It's all true. <laughs> Which which is what makes it even better. I don't think anyone could make that up if they tried. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about what makes you a PhD deviant. PhD deviant. Oh God. Um, a friend of mine actually came up with that term when I was in graduate school, and she was just goofing off and used the term PhD deviant. But it just means that I have a I am um, I have a PhD, and then I'm deviant. You know, I'm kinky, and I work as a dominatrix and do all these kinky things so that would be you know hence the name phd deviant and when you say you have a phd a lot of people are like i have a phd in perversion you have like a real phd (laughs) like Like you're not using that as a cheeky and it's in biochemistry is that correct yeah i got my phd and it's actually biochemistry and molecular biology but it's one it's one degree it's just got a long name fat 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 so how is how is a molecular i can't even say it molecular biology yeah (laughs) that was awesome (laughs) how is a just say chemistry biochemistry (laughs) okay how is a chemistress your chemistress Chemistress. oh my god why have i never thought of that chemistress ah so God. how did you end up in the dungeon? How did I end up in a dungeon? Um, well, you know, how did I end? No, I, 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 know, I know the story. I was there. Um, I was, um, I, you know, I was, uh, you know, I've always been different. I always knew I had some kind of like, there was like kinky or something. I don't know how to describe it. I never knew what to call it. But I just knew I had some kind of, um, you know, weird desires and I never knew how to talk about it. And I started going to clubs in my 20s, and a friend introduced me to some clubs in Hollywood where, you know, there were like BDSM shows with people getting flogged and, you know, people getting spanked or, you know, licking shoes. And I was just intrigued. And one of the women at one of these clubs, uh, Bar Sinister, she, you know, she told me, hey, maybe, you know, you might want to come check out the Dominion, which is this um, BDSM studio in West Los Angeles. She said, why don't you come check it out? Maybe you can work here. And I was in graduate school at the time at a school here in Los Angeles. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll check it out. And I had some bills I really needed to pay. And I thought, maybe I'll just do this for a little bit, pay some bills off. And I just like, 
was just just felt so at home. Like I felt like I've been such an outsider, never, you know, knew who to talk to about my ideas and thoughts about, you know, kinky stuff. And I just felt so at home there. And I just ended up being there for over 12 years. <laughs> so which is a long time for that place. That is amazing. Yeah. Wow. So then that became your career, even though you went to school to be a, a molecular mistress, whatever a I call it. Molecular. A scientist. So now you're you're, you know, the science of kink, which that is a whole nother thing. Oh, I don't know. Of kink is fascinating. I'm not saying but... I'm the scientist of kink, but I do enjoy studying it and do enjoy researching it and trying to understand it better. But um how you know, I I Started this in graduate school. I never thought for a minute I'd even get past being a submissive. I started as a submissive and at the Dominion, they're old school. So you start as a submissive, you work your way to being a switch. And then, you know, if you're lucky, you become a a mistress. And I never even thought I'd get, you know, past a few months. And I just really enjoyed it. And I did finish school. It was good. It was good extra money. It helped me pay for school. And I never thought I would continue after I graduated, but, you know, some things like, you know, some things happened. It just, you know, the career wasn't really working out and I just kind of kept with working at the Dominion and I just felt like I'm much happier, <laughs> much happier um, working in BDSM than I was in science. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I think it takes a certain type of person to be a full-time scientist and I just didn't really fit into the mold. And I was having a really hard time um, fitting in with the scientists. And like, I just, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, it's it's very true. Like women scientists, they were just getting, I never got sexually harassed really, but it was just like a lot of sexism. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't like female science. I just felt like people didn't really like that I was there because <laughs> I was a very outspoken, believe it or not, very outspoken um, female. And it just uh, rubs some people the wrong way. And I'm just like, you know what, I'd, I'd rather just go be a dominatrix. It's a lot more fun. Now, did you find when you were both in the science world and the BDSM world that being able to go into the dungeon and to be the one in charge to be, you know, a female supremacist, that it was kind of a an, a, an elixir for all of the sexism that you like a healing kind of experience combating all the sexism you had in the science world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I really, you know, I really believe that my, you know, me being part of the Dominion and me learning all these tools of how to be assertive and how to ask for what I want really helped me finish my PhD. Because when I started the PhD program, I was very submissive. Not, I mean, I'm not just talking, you know, in a sexual sense. I'm just talking, I was just very submissive person and men intimidated me. And, you know, I, I didn't know how to talk to men. And after being at, you know, the BD, um, at a dungeon and seeing all these empowered women and how they were able to get what they wanted, I was like, oh my God. I, and I didn't realize I had that kind of power. I had no mm-hmm. idea. And it was, you know, I really do think like I was able to be successful through grad school because I learned all these tools um, from these, you know, other dominatrixes. 
Mm. Yeah, it really, I mean, I think, I think a lot of women, I, I think I was listening to one of your podcasts with, um, was it Princess Callie? Yeah. Talking oh, about, yeah. and I was just yeah. going to bring her up because I'm like, this is a reoccurring thing. Yeah. Yeah. From the dungeon she, to the boardroom. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. And, you know, and it really has helped me. And, you know, when I was, you know, so after I got my, after, after I graduated, I started teaching and I had some of these older professors like, I remember this one professor I was working with because he and I were both teaching the same course and he just would not like cooperate with me whatsoever. He was just being very, just being a real pain. And, and I had a friend who was a dominatrix who said, you know, just, just pretend he's like, you know, naked and licking your shoes and, you know, <laughs> and just like going, yes, mistress, yes, mistress. And that'll just like make you feel like you don't have to do what he says you know, that you're more in control of the situation. And it worked? Oh, yeah. It totally worked. And she said, she told me, I remember, she's like, just laugh at him. Just laugh at him like he's a sub or something. You laughed to his face? Yeah. I just started and? laughing at him. What and then he reaction? just like, he, he just stopped. He was like trying to like do some kind of, I forgot exactly. This was a while ago, but he was just trying to be really difficult. And I started laughing at him and he just walked away, I think. And just <laughs> kind of like diffuse the situation because she's like you know men men like that don't want to be laughed at you know they don't want to have a woman laugh at them that's very true you know and i just found out like oh if i do that then they'll leave me alone <laughs> so wow yeah now i want to switch gears up a little uh -huh. bit and i want to talk about something that i don't ever hear you talking about yourself and that you're a very giving and charitable person so much so that you and mistress bella bathory mm -hmm. actually did something called mistresses without borders mm -hmm. now can you tell us a little bit about that because i first of all i just wanted to say that it was amazing that you guys even thought of that and i was just curious about what was the thought process in behind that event oh, okay so well uh, me and mistress uh, ba bella bathory we went to nepal and this must have been two years, three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. Yeah, like three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. Um, they had an earthquake. And um, so we went over there to go help with the um, recovery um, after this big earthquake in um, Kathmandu area. And the way she and I got involved with this, because, you know, she and I are friends. She's out here in Los Angeles. And I know she wanted to do some kind of humanitarian work. And I knew somebody who was doing work in Nepal and he's actually my former slave. So my former slave was in Nepal and I was like, Oh my God, I want to go help. I want to go come out. And so he helped us, you know, get into the, um, get into the humanitarian camp. And so me and Mistress Bella, we flew out to Kathmandu and spent a few weeks out there just doing whatever they needed us to do, <laughs> whatever that, you know. You know, it was interesting. And I saw, I remember seeing pictures of you guys doing stuff. Like, I know you were building houses, but you were like mixing cement and putting up wood frames and all sorts of mm -hmm. stuff, like all sorts of, and basically you went there and did manual labor and helped people out that you yes. know, had no way of, you know, you like, and this is the most wonderful thing about the both of you is that you do these things for people that in no way can affect your life in any right. capacity and you do it just because it is the moral and right thing to do and i just i wanted to say kudos to you my Aww. friend for doing that and to you know of course miss bella bathory who will have on the show in some point in the future i'm sure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but i just wanted to thank both of you because i just wanted to say how impressive that was that really struck a chord with sunny and me because we do a lot of work 
uh, for things of that nature here in Chicago, but it was just awesome. I've never heard of anybody doing that, especially tagging yourself as a proud mistress. So both <laughs> of those things together are amazing. Yeah, that was um, we were definitely out mostly (laughs) mostly i imagine it had to be a little undercover in nepal yeah it was um i mean i wasn't really worried about the people in nepal i was more worried about the people at the camp being weird and like nobody was actually too weird but um it helped that my former slave was one of like the people in charge over there or he had like one of the manage he was like one of the managers over there and we weren't super out but we weren't like completely undercover about it and it was actually (laughs) funny one of the ladies one of the other humanitarian volunteers there she actually recognized me from your show from oh that's hilarious (laughs) she's like wait are you the you're like the fitness dominatrix (laughs) like yep she's like oh my god i thought i recognized you so it was just kind of funny but yeah no i really i really enjoy helping people and you know and also part of the reason why i do it is because um anybody can go over there. I mean, they can, they could have gotten an 18 year old boy to go over there and like, you know, shovel rubble. But um, because I have a fan base and I have like a lot of people who watch me on Twitter and, you know, social media, I thought I can get the word out. So me actually getting in an airplane and going to Nepal and posting photos of me like knee deep in mud just seemed really an effective way to get the message out that it, it really was yeah. you know it's and it's funny because i've been involved with volunteerism since i was in high school and that's something that's continued with me all the way to today and it, i'd have to say it was super impressive just oh, watching guys you. Do it, getting involved with it and i hope you inspired a bunch of other folks to volunteer their time to do the same thing i hope so too i you know i love helping people i'm always trying to you know i wish i could just like help people all day long <laughs> I wish I could just, and that's kind of what same. i do that's what i do in my job you know i'm helping you do. people so you brought up fetish fitness. So for mm-hmm. lis- the listeners that don't know, Snow was on our show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Shameless plug. Go watch the whole first season all at one time. Mm-hmm. But uh, Showtime, Sex with Sunny Megatron, fetish fitness episode. I want to say it was like episode four or something. And so we featured you basically being a cross between, you know, your dominatrix commanding self and a workout coach. Yeah. <laughs> and out of out of all of the segments on the show and all of the press that we got yours I continue to get Google I just, alerts. I just got something you know, today actually. You're in you're in Japan. Wow. You're they talked to they there was the the woman from the Young Turks like Anna her name's with a K I can't remember. But she did a segment on fetish fitness and they wow. all didn't understand BDSM. They were like I my my trainer yells at me and I want to kick him in the face. I'm like you don't understand BDSM. So Explain to the listeners, what is fetish fitness and what do you do with fetish fitness now in your life and how can people get into doing it with you? Right. No, just fetish fitness is is basically just um, combining fitness with with a dominatrix attitude. So I help people get into shape and motivate them by having a dominant attitude while working out. And it's been with uh, mostly private people like we work out like I have um, I had someone for about a year and a half we just work out once a week and it helps you know pass the time away if I'm you know I'm the dominant person and we get to talk about weird kinky stuff and it just like the hour goes by very very quickly that way um, so I do that and I just like I just coach people who want to be able to get into shape and just need that extra motivation <laughs> and right. I think some, it just 
it resonates with some people to have a dominatrix. I don't, I'm not like yelling and screaming at somebody at the gym because that would cause that would cause a little too much of attention. But um, oh, so you yeah. actually go? To, you don't do it privately. You actually go to a public go gym? To, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Um, like I, the person I was seeing for about a year and a half, we would go to a gym. We would just like go together. I'd be, I'd be just dressed, you know, in gym clothes. But mm-hmm. he did dress me as mistress, and you know, we'd go work out and. Um, I've also had, you know, gone on hikes with people. We, you know, we go on hikes and there might be someone might be wearing like. That sounds um, like an awesome session. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's like, you know, it might go, um, go hiking and they're, you know, got like maybe, you know, s- um, some CBT rope around their cock, you know, or mm-hmm. I had like <laughs> this, my one sub, we went jogging. He totally forgot he had a butt plug in his butt. <laughs> he just was like, oh, he's like, oh, whoa, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious so, um it's just you know it's just fun but i'm finding now people um you know people are really private you know mm-hmm. and it's hard to do a group thing like people just right. kind of want to do more private stuff but i because they don't know who's going to be there it's like oh no it's yeah. my landlord yeah. in my so i had a question have you ever thought of doing an app with your voice like telling people what to do you know in a regular calm but firm demeanor and just making them constantly do more workouts. I mean, that would be such that'd a be great fun. way. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. I actually did that with, uh, I put my voice into Waze. You know, that. that <gasps> oh, yeah. You did? <laughs> I want Snow Mercy, like, take Can a you left share that? now or I'll squash your balls. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give us a link to that? I want that for our car. I'll have to find it. Yeah. Oh, I better yeah. do a better job then. It was, like, really <laughs> shitty. <laughs> it was just, like, turn oh, her right goodness. now, bitch, or something. Or <laughs> just... That but, is hilarious. Um, no, I've been, you know, I've thought about that, but I've also, I've, I've discovered like a lot of people who have some sort of academic goal come out, come and, um, you know, reach out to me. So I've been helping a lot of people achieve their academic goals. So I've had people, you know, want to finish their dissertation, Beca- you know, right. because I have that background, I totally understand, you know, what it's like to have to finish a dissertation and, you know, the stress of that. So I've helped some people with that or get past that is exam. awesome. Yeah, well, I, you know what I've I've found lately, and I don't know if this is just a reoccurring theme in my own life or if you're seeing this, but using a dominant to get real world things done. So I'll give you a couple examples. Like mm-hmm. uh, Ken and I have a friend. Like Ken is a dominant. Normally, we have a friend, and we just like talk business advice. And it wasn't on purpose, but it just kind of turned into like Ken was the business consultant dom. Like, no, you want to make this decision. <laughs> don't be don't be waffly. You know, choose mm-hmm. this or oh, that. Yeah, Write that. down your pros and cons. Like. And it was like, okay, okay, you know, business advice daddy or whatever. Yeah, business daddy. <laughs> and like, I have a, a personal sub, and part of our thing is um, he has a lot of fitness goals that he has to, you know, earn points and do so many things a week, that sort of thing. And I just wrote an article about um, long term chastity and orgasm control. Like, it's a great motivator if, hey, if your submissive filed their taxes in time, they get to orgasm mm. or they get out of chastity. So, <gasps> Are you finding like that? <laughs> Ooh, in April, those will be like yes. all your clients. <laughs> no, but are you finding that BDSM is a really good motivator to like to make people do adulting? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. So I think. What I've, types you know, of things have you done? Well, um, like like I was saying, just like, you know, getting people through exams through their dissertation. What other? I think it's been mostly academic because people find out I have the PhD, and I used to teach as a you know, professor. And what other adulting things have I had people do? Like quit smoking. I've had people quit smoking. Um, I've had people, you know, work out more, 
those are what come to mind right now. But I'm wondering if there's like a niche for like, you know, a life coach slash dominatrix. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, there is. Yeah. There, is. there yeah. is. Yeah. No, I know some, you know, I know some people who are, you know, life coaches. I actually was looking into that. Like, how do you become a life coach to get certified? It's Ooh. kind of um, a whole process. But, but yeah, no, I think, you know, you know, I, I have shown that I've been able to accomplish some things. So I think people see that and they are like, okay, I think she has the tools so I can help them as well. Mm-hmm. So, and it's been, you know, it's just very satisfying to be able to help people do something besides just, you know, like it's, it's fun to do all like the play, but actually get some like work done <laughs> as right, well. Right. Yeah. So now one of your personal passions and that you're known for uh-huh. in the BDSM world is spanking. Yes. You are. So t- tell us about like the, the Spanko world and your involvement in spanking. Yeah. So I'm, um, I, you know, I've always been into spanking. I that's kind of how I started with bondage and spanking. And for some reason, I just kind of like that seemed to be what clicked. And I've been told I'm good at it. And I like to be spanked. And so I started doing a bunch of spanking videos. And then, you know, before you know it, I'm like considered, you know, a spanking star. And I, and I go to spanking parties. And there's a bunch of parties in the US. And I also coach, I do spanking um, workshops and I coach people, you know, couples and, you know, that's been my involvement. I'm in some spanking books <laughs> and uh, as, a, as a model. Ooh, is it, would it be meta if you spank somebody with the spanking book? Oh, wow. I've never thought of that. I should try that next time. <laughs> would that be spankception? Maybe? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You know, there's one thing I need to add to this, and that Uh I had been a lifestyle dominant for 20 years, and I took your spanking class that you taught at Taboo Taboo here in Chicago. Uh And I have to admit, I wasn't expecting to learn anything, and I probably doubled my spanking game just from having one very basic course with you. And I just wanted to say how impressive that was. Like, I didn't think that I had anything to learn, and just Mm -hmm. like, and there definitely is more to learn. There's lots of techniques, especially for somebody who's as good at it as you do, or as you are. And I just, you know, I can tell that it's been from being on both sides of the hand, whether it's like you're the spanker or the spanky. Um, You just have tons of knowledge in that area, and it's amazing. Yeah, I probably spend way too much time thinking about spanking. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I think I think it's important because if you think about spanking, to me, spanking is kind of the universal language between kinksters and people who consider themselves vanilla. Mm-hmm. Like spanking is really non-threatening if you have people who are consider themselves vanilla have never done anything kinky like spanking is oftentimes the first thing they do or spanking is something they already do in bed and they don't even consider that right. kinky. So when if okay, let's say we have listeners who are like, "Huh, <laughs> spanking's a thing like you can actually learn stuff I thought it was just whack whack mm-hmm. and they want to use that as their bridge to get a little kinky in the bedroom right now it's the holidays right mm-hmm. people are having it's gonna be new year's have your spanky new year's what do you tell people who've never really done it like how should they start out what should they consider and what should they do if they've never done any spanking boy what do I so I would definitely use start with a hand I wouldn't start getting you know paddles out or (laughs) any floggers or canes or hairbrush so I would start with the hand and then just start um striking the area of of the on a a person's bottom that touches a chair so when a person's seated in a chair the area that touches the chair that's safe to spank so that's what I tell people so you can tap in that area 
And if you use if you use your hand to spank, then you can tell how hard it is. So if it starts to hurt you, it's probably hurting the other person. And um, I would go really, really light. But um, I would I would start really, really light <laughs> before working your way up. And men are going to be stronger than than women in general. Right. Yeah. And um, definitely don't have any, don't wear any jewelry on your hand, on the spanking hand. So if you are the spanky, mm-hmm. what are you going to get out of it? Like some people are like, okay, it sounds kind of hot, but I don't get there. I don't get it. Do I just sit there and be spanked? Like, is it hot? Is it, does yeah. it hurt? Like, what does the spanky <laughs> get out of Like, what are the stages of spanking? Going through the spanky's head and the spanky's butt <laughs> as they're first being spanked. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, everyone's different, but I, what, what is true for everybody is your genitals are between you know, your legs and your butt is right next to your genitals. So if you're spanking someone, you're jiggling that area that is close to the genitals, which is stimulating. So if you're spanking someone or if you're being spanked, you're going to feel a little tingly sensation probably in your genitals as well. And also if you're over somebody's lap, so if you're a spanky across someone's lap, you know, you're connected to that person. You know, especially if you're both nude or, you know, or getting some kind of skin to skin contact. It's very, you know, it's very connecting and you're just very close to one another. Ooh, I'm all like, yeah. ooh, I don't even really like to be spanked, but I'm just like, yeah. ooh, I'm a, you you painted yeah. a picture in my head or in my butt or in my vagina. I don't know. <laughs> is there a banana in there? I'm not sure what's happening. If it is, it's a dirty <laughs> banana. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and to make it more pleasurable, make sure you've taken a shower, you know, make sure your butt's clean. <laughs> no one wants like no one wants to be spanked and then a big puff of dust. Yeah, you know, you know make sure you're nice and clean. Up. Or ass hand. Yeah. Ass hand sucks. Oh. Nobody likes. You know what? Hand. No, there are some well, people. No, there's, true. there's a, a what is it? A lid for every pot. There's <laughs> somebody <laughs> might like ass hand. Yeah, not many people, you but there know. might be a few. There are, there yeah, are. you never know. But yeah, take a shower. You know, go over someone's lap. Maybe you can't. Maybe for whatever reason, you know, physically you can't go over someone's lap. You can just still lay down on a bed. It's very relaxing. And if the person who's the spanking top, you know, has like a nice rhythm going, it could be very relaxing, meditative soothing it doesn't have to be all about like you know scary pain it could be very sensuous and you know have you ever had someone fall asleep while they were like if you're lightly spanking them like get lulled into like a meditative sleepy state i've never had anyone fall asleep i've heard of people i've met people who've fallen asleep um but i've definitely had people feel much more relaxed just like, if if someone fell asleep would you consider it a compliment or yes, an insult i would okay. consider it a compliment <laughs> <laughs> That's a big compliment that they're um, trust me enough to just fall asleep during a spanking. But yeah, that would definitely be a compliment. There wasn't a whole lot of research that we could do on you that we didn't already know. Okay. And I I did find one thing. You were recently in a movie. Oh, yes. (laughs) Now, I know that you're into horror movies. And Uh I I believe from looking at the title, because I haven't seen this flick yet, but it's called Things 4. Is that Mm -hmm. correct? Yeah, Things 4. Tell me me a little bit about Things 4. And, you know, I, I'm not sure why I didn't post about it or anything. It might have been like super secret or something at the time. Like I don't, don't always broadcast what I'm up to because I'm, I like to be a woman of mystery. That's awesome. <laughs> I like to be a woman of mystery sometimes. She's but, also a secret agent, but we won't yeah. tell anybody. I don't know. I just like to have some things for myself. But, um, yeah, so things for, um, a friend, you know, 
I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about. Wait, what am it's, I allowed to say? I, I saw it on IMDb. Okay, it's on IMDb. So I guess the people <laughs> who did it. Okay, so I I'm I may or may not know some people who do spanking videos who may or may not be involved with things for, and so they helped. Um, so they I'm actually cast as myself, and it's actually shot. One of the scenes is shot at my dungeon at Mercy Studio LA. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and so um, they wanted. It's like it's kind of silly and funny. It's a low budget horror movie, and it's really over the top. I haven't seen it because I was out of town for the premiere, but. Um, but it's supposed to be, everyone says it's supposed to be really, really funny. And I'm a dominatrix and it's about um, some, you know, brain eating worms. And um, somehow I'm in the movie, you know, you know, because you have a dominatrix in the movie, right? In a horror movie. <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to seeing, I've actually been in other, other movies too. I just did, um, I also started as a dominatrix in another um, kind of like found footage kind of, or is it a found footage? It's a horror movie about those um like the what are those uh oh my gosh i should have what is the name of those really zombies scary, tribbles no the, experience, uh, no the experiences where you go pay and then you the people fuck you up and they chase you and they waterboard you that's called a dominatrix session no. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no thursday, that's thursday at our house yes right but there's like when the vanillas want to do it and they want to like <laughs> it's still kinky they just don't know i call that a number seven and charge them three hundred dollars extra right i don't know is it like um is it like the like a tough mother like race kind of thing is it an abduction camp or yeah those kind of things where like they you know you go pay and you you sign a waiver and then the people like fuck with and they actually abduct you yeah kidnapping camp yeah or something. i'm sorry but all of these vanilla people who are like kinky's weird they go do this uh-huh. they have like little's playrooms uh-huh. and they color and you guys are all kinky everybody's kinky everyone listening you're all kinky stop pretending and by the way right. dark odyssey fusion they've got clowns that will abduct you yeah. they have like a, like a whole team of clowns that does consensual abductions with um, a contract that you like sign before you go to camp so that they can abduct you at a time and place of your choosing that sounds fun. just throwing that out there but anyway <laughs> movie where they do the abductee so, thing yeah so i mean i'm not going to give away what i do but i actually am very proud of my performance <laughs> i was Ooh. really proud of my performance and i'm a dominatrix in there and i make people do things i'm like damn that was really good and really fucked up and i think i really like I think the girl, the actress I was with the seat, she was kind of like disturbed. I think it was like disturbing Good. what I made Achievement her do. Achievement unlocked. Yeah. yeah. Again, making someone cry yeah. means you it win. Was, yeah. It was fucked up. And then, and, um, and then um, I was also in a movie a long time ago called The Wizard of Gore. My friend um, Jeremy Caston, the director, he redid, um, it was a remake. And I'm actually not cast, I'm not um, credited as Snow Mercy. I'm there as Anomalisa Suicide because I used to model for Suicide Girls a long time oh. ago. Yeah, long time ago. And so, um, yeah, I've been, you know, some parts here and there. It's fun. Wow. Well, we'll have to, if, <laughs> yeah. if we can, let's get that info from you and we'll put okay. them in our snow notes. Yes. Yes. I did it on snow, notes. snow notes. So I can't believe our time is up. Okay. This is breeze by and I could mm-hmm. talk to you for hours Aww. upon hours upon hours. So we will definitely have to have you back at some point. But mm-hmm. in the meantime, if people want to find more out about you, look you up, mm-hmm. watch all your great videos, whatever it is, where do they go? 
go to snowmercy.com. So S-N-O-W-M-E-R-C-Y.com. And then you can find links to all my other things that I'm involved in. Awesome. It's all at one convenient place. Yes. Yes. And uh, again, we will put links to like your social media and your website in our snow notes on on SunnyMegatron.com and on AmericanSexPodcast.com. And Snow, thank you so much. Thank you. You're very welcome. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag SciChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.